0: What is spiritual awakening? What are the signs of spiritual awakening? Welcome to the Spiritual Recharge Podcast, brought to you by spiritualrecharge.com, a sacred space to recharge and renew spiritually, awaken and ascend. This is Arielle, and I'm here with our host, Michael McIntosh. Today, we'll be exploring spiritual awakening, what it is, what are the signs and stages? What do we go through on the journey? And how can we awaken more gently and have more compassion for ourselves and for others? So let's explore the stages and signs of awakening that most people go through.
1: Many blessings and welcome. What a beautiful opportunity to go into this unlimited adventure that we're on. Isn't it amazing? Cosmic adventure. Let's start with a few gentle breaths. And as you breathe, just become aware that you are the witness, the presence. Life is unfolding. And we are on a magical journey. to higher and higher levels of consciousness and awakening awakening the third eye so let's just ask our hearts am I willing to awaken even more am I willing to experience all the infinite blessings that life is trying to offer? Am I willing to enjoy the adventure? (laughs) All the adventure, such an adventure. So we're going to talk about And share about this today. I'm sure you wouldn't be listening to this if you haven't had some sort of spiritual awakening already. And we're going to be going a little bit deeper into the types of things that we pass through on the journey. And you can see how many of these things apply to you. So at the beginning, let's just go into what is it like before awakening? Isn't it interesting? Because there's the before and after. So before awakening, we tend to be what we can call unconscious. Doesn't mean we're literally unconscious. (laughs) We're going about our lives We are doing the things that we think we should be doing. We are following the systems and customs of the world in one way or another. And unconscious means that we are not aware of our spiritual nature. And in this state, somebody may come across spiritual teachings or higher consciousness, but they just won't notice it. So, they might, someone might be given a leaflet or told about something, and it just goes in one ear and out the other. I remember a fascinating TV show that I watched years ago by Darren Brown, who's a magician. It was about luck and it was about why some people seem to be lucky and others are not lucky. And there was one guy who said that he, he felt he was an unlucky person. And they wanted to test out whether he really was unlucky or whether he just wasn't noticing things. So, what they did is they put money in front of his path. So he'd be walking along and there'd be literally like 100 pound notes or 50 pound notes as in England. And he would just walk straight past it. And then they gave him a whole bunch of scratch cards, which he would guarantee to win all this stuff. And he just completely ignored all of it. And they kept giving him more and more things and he just ignored everything. And then they showed it to him later on. And he couldn't believe that he just wasn't seeing these things. They were there all along, and he just didn't notice any of it. So when we're unconscious, before spiritual awakening, all these things are around us, but we just don't notice them.
0: It's kind of like just going through the motions. Oftentimes when we're unconscious, we're really just living based off of programming. The programs that we've taken into the mind from childhood, this is how you do this, this is what... This is, this is, this is, right? And there's just an unconscious moving through the motions, really not really being aware and awake to life. And as we go through these, these stages, from the unconscious to awakening, it's interesting to tune in with. What does it really mean? Is there only one way to awaken spiritually? Can it happen to anyone or only some people? And as we explore this, tune in to what you've gone through. What resonates with your experience? Everyone is a little bit different, so there will always be differences. And at the same time, there will also always be similarities.
1: Yeah, that's right. So we start off unconscious, living out the programs. And then there's what we can call the pre-awakening, which is where things begin to stir. It's a bit like just before it becomes day. There's that little bit of light. Twilight, this is number two. A Little bit of twilight coming. And in this stage, this is where we feel something is a little bit off. So when we're unconscious in the stage one, we don't really notice, we don't really question very much. Pre-awakening is where we think, hang on a minute, is this really all life is about? Surely there's more to life. Why are people doing things like this? Why do we have to do them this way? Does it always have to be like this? What about this? We start becoming curious about other things. We start to wonder, why are people nasty to each other? I remember when I was a child, being on a bus, we were going swimming with the school. And I remember the the kids were being very nasty to each other. And I just remember thinking to myself, why are people so nasty? It's completely unnecessary. Bullying and screaming and shouting and punching. But what what is this all about? So as the time goes on, we start to think, what is this all about? I remember when I was, just before I had a spiritual awakening, big spiritual awakening, I used to go out and drink on the weekends. And I remember very clearly and you might have had an experience like this, where I was in a place buying some food, then the details don't matter, but I was in this situation doing something I normally did, buying some spicy potatoes with some ketchup. And it sounds like a really ridiculous thing. And I just wanted my potatoes and my ketchup, and I poured the ketchup in the into the spicy potatoes so I could have extra ketchup. And the guy said, you can't use all that ketchup. <laughs> and I said, why, why not? You know, like, I'll give you more money. Here's extra money to pay for the extra ketchup. And I gave him an extra money. He said, no, 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 it's not cool. And he started giving me a hard time about it. And this sounds so trivial, but it, it set me off. I remember thinking in that shop, I can't be dealing with this sort of stuff. I've just come out here, supposedly to have a good time, right? And now I'm getting a hard time about this ketchup. <laughs> I would rather just be at home reading a book. Yeah. A whole bunch of other things happened before that. That was kind of like the last, the final straw. And I, I just remember that thought very clearly. I would much rather not be here. And I'd much rather be just on my own doing something relaxing. And maybe you've experienced something like that. Something triggered you, something snapped. You had a bad experience and you said, there has to be more, there has to be more.
0: Yeah, what a, what a great story. And I think we often have you know, several of those, maybe there's one major one or, you know, maybe it's gradual over time. And when I tune into my pre weakening I just really felt there was more to life, similar to how Michael just shared that. There was this deep yearning in my heart for depth. There was this awareness that there was something true and real within me that wasn't being met by the world. And I went through two rounds of not really eating, not wanting to be here, emaciation, struggled with numerous devastating health issues. These sorts of things can sometimes be part of the journey. And it just became so deep in my heart to find and know the source of love purity and truth i think in the pre-awakening stage we kind of have this blind faith we cannot see it we're often not surrounded by people in our lives who see it yet there's this quiet knowing inside and i think the world uh begins to become disappointing as well you know like michael just shared with with the ketchup—it's <laughs> disappointing, <laughs> How I? Um, you know. And when I was in my late teens, early twenties, and even before that, when I was growing up, I, I just started to feel that the material things, the superficial relationships, the achievements, weren't nourishing me. And I really tried that route with all my heart, <laughs> like tried the beauty and the modeling and the boyfriends and the honors grades and sports teams and scholarships and top three of homecoming queen and this whole American dream that is supposed to give you everything, you know, it's supposed to fulfill you. And what I was finding was that I was left feeling empty, putting all this energy into achieving what the world tells us is valuable. Only to feel empty. So gradually, gradually, it became clear that the only real nourishment is this spiritual connection. And let me explore that.
1: What a wonder. Yeah, just before my awakening, I went to Africa on a safari trip, I traveled all over Africa with all these beautiful things. And came back in the summer and i just felt like it was perfect summer all my friends were out we were doing all these seemingly fun things fun parties and everything but i just it just seemed i felt depressed about it it just didn't seem to have any meaning so it can be little things like someone denying ketchup or it can be (laughs) bigger things you know but whatever it is we feel something is missing in our life Then we go into the awakening phase where because of discontentment or disappointment or boredom, we start having a deeper openness to something more. We become more interested in the inward pursuits. We become a little bit more introverted, a little bit more interested in how we feel. We start to become open to new things like reading new books or learning about new things or at least the, the door becomes open at least previous to that i wasn't interested in meditation at all even though it was around me my mother was a yogi but i by only at the end started becoming interested in what other things there were some people might have experiences on drugs where they have psychedelic drugs or they go on crazy adventures into nature or something. And you have an experience that there's something new happening.
0: So it really starts with an openness, an awareness that there's something more and a yearning to explore it. There's a drive, there's an inner Mm. drive that you have to follow because it's, it's alive within you to, to go deeper on your journey. And we start to have more spiritual experiences and this can come in different ways. It might be powerful meditation experiences, really synchronistic moments when you're out on a walk and all of nature just comes alive for you. Feeling of oneness and connection to everyone feeling of love that is beyond any human experience of love that you've had it feels like it's coming from a divine place it's experience of god's love and it's these spiritual experiences that are so important because they nourish us and at this stage in our journey it's like if we relate ourselves to a little seed a little plant that's going to grow into a big beautiful tree and the seeds just been planted and in this stage of spiritual experiences we need so much nourishment we're in this very uh, delicate vulnerable stage in which we need so much sunlight and so much Water, you know, symbolically nourishment. And so these spiritual experiences are really key to nourish us and to keep us going on the path and not to turn back. Mm. So whatever spiritual experiences you've had, you're having hold them close, let them really deeply energize and nourish you because you'll, you need that nourishment for your journey ahead
1: yeah so we go from just thinking about things to actually having the experience and this is a wonderful wonderful part of the awakening sometimes it can be subtle sometimes it can be extremely powerful and undeniable and we're going to continue to have more experiences on our on our journey like i was sharing keep them close to heart because when we remember it there's a nice expression remember the days of your childhood like on your spiritual path that these things they they're really essential to keep close to us you know i was very lucky to have an extremely shocking spiritual awakening that i actually saw my future and was pulled out of my body I'm not sure if I hadn't had that, whether I've done it, taken it on or not, actually. But I was given such a powerful vision of the future and such a profound experience that I had to take it seriously. And I've shared more about that in other sessions. And then I still wasn't sure whether this was right for me or not, but I got an experience of God's divine love. And it was so powerful. And I knew it wasn't anything I came up with because I'd never experienced anything like it. And that that experience really confirmed to me that I was on the right track. So when we have these spiritual experiences, they might be really intense, they might be more subtle. It could be that you're normally feeling anxious and stressed and then you just feel completely relaxed. You're like, oh my God, that's so much better. But that that's a key signpost on the on the path. And then after we have some sort of shift in consciousness experience, then we move into changes in lifestyle. Because as we change internally, we start to think, well, how can I align my practical life with my inner world, my outer world and my inner world together? So we might, for example, start waking up earlier or we might begin to do meditation more regularly or we might if we value peace we might avoid chaotic crazy situations you know i used to go out every night with my friends cuz i had a spiritual awakening when i was 18 so i was you know still a crazed teenager so I used to go out every night, every weekend with my friends and do all this crazy stuff. And I just didn't have any interest in that. I just thought I'd much rather be having meditation. So we we start to have changes in our lifestyle that are aligned with who we are. We might get crystals or get new clothes or get different pictures or paint our room different colors or, you know, get a Tibetan bowl to, you know, these funny little, like, little things that represent our new path in some way. Uh, It sometimes can get out (laughs) of hand. It in my case you know i i thought i've really got to make some changes here in my life so i just like got rid of everything and started afresh and my my friends thought i'd gone crazy they're like what happened to michael like, what, what? <laughs> he doesn't come out anymore he's wearing different clothes like what is he up to you know they thought what is he doing but oftentimes we need to do this to make a break from the past it's a it's like a symbolic gesture that we're saying i'm choosing a new life for myself it's a fun time
0: Hmm. (laughs) yeah i mean i think this can take different different forms and oftentimes we change the way that we eat that's a common one michael and i both before we even knew each other both delved into like raw food and you know that whole movements, we start to think more clearly Is like, what am I putting in my body? Mm -hmm. What am I feeding my mind? What what am I exposing myself to? And is this really my choice? Is this really the highest good? So it's a positive thing for us to start questioning and tuning in and, and exploring what is really nourishing? What is really supportive of my own spiritual awakening? And so doing this i think from the heart is important sometimes like michael said in the beginning it's like we have to draw a line so there might be a little bit of compulsion i suppose Mm -hmm. it depends Uh, But being aware not to to go too far (laughs) for this one
1: that's right i i would recommend you don't throw everything you own out just so you know maybe it'll be good but um we we tend to have some sort of regrets if we go overboard i've seen this happen before when you go too far so that's just a sign that you start changing your lifestyle start kind of bringing in new things and getting rid of old things another sign of spiritual awakening is we have some level of dislike for the mainstream culture because when we're unconscious we're kind of in we're stuck in it and we're just in the whole thing unconsciously going along with things when we have awakening, in the beginning it's very common for people to say, I just don't like this, and I don't like this, and I don't like this. we Gradually we overcome that negativity, but it's very common to say, what is wrong with the world? Why on earth are people doing this stuff? You know, And you start to notice all the things that are wrong with the world. And in, when previously you might not have noticed these things and not paid attention, they start to stand out and seem really strange. So I'm sure if, so if you're feeling what the hell is wrong with the world, then that's a sign of awakening. The next thing is to deepen the spiritual path and let go of the past in a more integrated way. So when we're new, we tend to be a bit extreme and and not really understand the, the subtle things. But as time goes on, we start to sincerely learn more about spirituality, study more. We have an interest in practice. You know, you start to realize that it's not theoretical. We actually have to put in the the time and really go deep with these things and there starts to be a sincere interest in our spiritual path drawn into this new energy
0: Mm. Um, yeah this is an important phase and and in many ways this phase continues throughout so one thing i'm just going to say right now is even though we're speaking one by one it this path is absolutely non-linear completely non-linear and so you know some of these stages, they're present throughout in in various ways. So this letting go of the past, this shedding, this clearing, this integrating, is key, and and will likely continue as you as you progress on your journey. And we come to a place um, close, somewhat close to the beginning, and then it will continue to arise of facing our dark side our dark side the demons the negativity within and we may not always be so aware of it at first but there's only so far we can go (laughs) until Mm -hmm. it becomes apparent and clear becomes clear that this is something I need to face it's not something I can suppress it's not something I can repress it's not something I can project ignore we might do those things initially it's possible i mean it's very common in our world culture to suppress to deny to project our negativity onto others Uh, but eventually eventually life will lead us back home to looking within ourselves
1: yeah this sometimes can be a challenging time because we when we're unconscious we don't notice what we're dealing with what our thoughts are we can't really witness ourselves self-awareness means we can step back and watch ourselves just like we watch somebody else and that takes a higher level of awareness and as we deepen in our spiritual path we start to look down from above and go hmm i'm not necessarily the nicest person in the world and is there things about me that could be improved and we start to see ourselves and notice the things that aren't right and it can be painful it can be painful so if you experience this and you think oh my god i'm so awful um, this can come up people think oh my god we want to make sure we don't stay stuck in that because it's it's one thing to acknowledge that we have things to work on, which is very important because that's humility. But it's another thing to identify with it and be stuck in it and say, I am terrible and I am all these negative things. But that that's one of the things on the spiritual path, to, to recognize that there are things within ourselves that need to change. we're unconscious we blame everything on everyone else and say the world is bad and everyone else is bad and all the politicians are bad and all everything else is bad but i'm fine when we're on a spiritual path we say i need to change myself next thing we do and these are like like i said they're not one step after step but they're often happening simultaneously another thing yeah is that we can't do things that are bad for us anymore. Yeah? We can't do things that are bad for us. So when we're unconscious, we might be able to eat certain things and they don't bother us. We might be able to act in certain ways or watch certain things or go to certain places. And it doesn't affect us that much, but when you start awakening and start having a higher level of consciousness and a higher level of purity and peace, and then you get back into that old stuff, you're like, oh my God, this is totally screwing me over here. I can't do this at all.
0: Yeah, this is a really interesting experience because there's things you used to be familiar with that were fine and suddenly they make you feel horrible (laughs) and and sick. And we have an interesting example just yesterday Something we never do. It was just kind of this interesting curiosity where we went to an art gallery. We were invited, and there was there's this one artist with these beautiful crystals, and and um, just we walked in, and the music was like so loud, like really negative club music, and the atmosphere was just chaotic, mm. and it and it felt so strange to us because here's this art gallery that represents so many of the pieces in there, just higher consciousness and art and beauty. And and it was such a disconnect. We just had to leave right away. But it was so fascinating because probably in the past we would have been able to do that. Michael was sharing, he's been to plenty of art shows and experienced that in his art school days and it was fine. But so interesting that we just couldn't be there. Sedona is a spiritual place even, and there were plenty of people there, but we start to notice that we're not able to be with certain experiences that might be completely normal for others. And so I think honoring that and also not comparing ourselves with others, both of these things are so important as you progress on the journey.
1: Yeah, this is this very common experience. So it, previously, you might be able to watch certain films or read certain things or get involved with stuff and people and certain behaviors. And then you just can't, you do them and you're, you, you wake up feeling awful. And that's a good sign, actually. It means that you have become more sensitive to what's going on energetically so this can be a bit concerning for some people on the path because some of these things that we have done in the past were comfort, ways of trying to comfort ourselves through distraction, and that distraction doesn't work anymore. So we have to get comfort on a different level, more genuinely nourishing level. So another thing stage in the spiritual journey another sign is where we start to accept ourselves so we've gone through all these changes we realize we can't do things we used to because it causes us sorrow we have changed our lifestyle we faced our demons and our dark side and have some funny business to deal with but then we start to say all right I accept myself I love myself I accept the journey and I'm going to do the best I can. And we give ourselves good wishes. This is really important to have good wishes and pure feelings and love for ourselves. To say, you know what, even though I've got problems and even though I've made mistakes in my life, which I can't change, I'm giving give myself blessings and I'm going to keep walking forward and I'm going to keep up the good work and I'm going to have good wishes for myself and my future and I'm going to accept where I'm at and I'm going to keep taking the next step. This is really essential because just like these things can go upwards and upwards and upwards we can also fall backwards and end up unconscious. There are some people who actually went pretty far on their spiritual path and then they hit a certain level, didn't have that love and acceptance for themselves, and then were taken back into the unconscious. I know people like this. It's quite bizarre. So quite it can, common. Quite common. It quite happens to a lot of people because we do need to be willing to transcend certain things and to have that genuine love. And it's not always easy to do.
0: So more compassion and peace for ourselves and for others. One of the most important aspects of the spiritual awakening journey. And more and more as we embrace ourselves with this loving acceptance and at the same time willingness for transformation, recognition as well that there's I, the soul, And then there's the negative conditioning, the things that we need to release. So really a recognition as well of who I am and an awareness that these other aspects that I am responsible for healing, I am responsible for clearing, they're not actually me. So it's really important we make that distinction. And then we experience our higher self more and more This feeling of light being non-physical, beyond the body, free, light, full of love. This feeling, this feeling can be present throughout our journey at any point and will continue on our journey. And it's this deep, beautiful awareness of our spiritual selves that really keeps us going Mm -hmm. (laughs) and allows us to keep taking the next step, keep taking the next step and trusting Hmm. in that deeper divine part of ourselves, that part of ourselves that is connected to the source, to God, the one, to nourish this connection and to maintain soul conscious awareness.
1: Yeah, I mean, spiritual life is so blessed, so blessed. So as, as we keep moving forward, and we don't fall backwards. That higher consciousness, that bliss. I mean, I have such lovely meditation experiences where where I feel like I'm flying, flying, like a flying bird up in the sky. And <laughs> immortal, immortal presence. So we can really feel these extremely high states of consciousness that are really joyful, joyful and blessed and better than anything we've ever experienced before. So this is really what it's all about, is coming back to those good feelings and that higher consciousness again and again. And part of this is connecting with God, with a higher power, with the divine, and developing that relationship, not as a religious thing or as a theoretical thing, but as a, a friendship, as a companionship, as a inspiration inspirational relationship because the whole point of spiritual practice spiritual path is to become our higher self and when we remember the being who is the embodiment of all beautiful expression then we are drawn into that energy field and we become more like that
0: and the love and the peace and the purity and the bliss and the spiritual power are unlimited as we connect with this infinite divine being's presence ocean of love there's no limit and so it's a relationship in which we are nourished consistently throughout our entire journey to have this connection allow in the light and we talk about this again and again on this podcast it's present in all of the meditations as well so you can listen to those to deepen your connection your experience of spiritual recharge as we feel more and more full and whole in ourselves we naturally What naturally arises is the desire to be of service. How can I give? How can I give? And in this stage, we may even find ourselves coming back into the world, but in a new way. So sometimes before this stage, we might kind of retreat from the world on various levels. It might even be a physical level. There's the classic story of going off into the mountains, Mm -hmm. you know, retreating away from your previous life. And you might stay there, or you might find yourself kind of reintegrating with the world, but you've released judgment, you've released criticism and negativity in yourself. And so you have compassion and love for all beings. And you're able to really give and share from this place and help others who are suffering. And because you've filled yourself with divine love, you have that feeling to serve and to help and to love.
1: Yeah, such a beautiful thing. And even though, of course, we're always doing work on ourselves, if you know something that can help somebody else, even if you haven't embodied it 100%, but it can help somebody, then there starts to be that desire to help. And, you know, a lot of our work that we do is helping other people help other people in our trainings and courses. And what we often tell our students is, look, there are people who are way worse off than you are. So even though you have work to do on yourself, you can definitely help them. So please help them out. I remember when I was just one month on my spiritual path, I was invited to teach the course to some, someone who was about my age when I was about 18. And I didn't really feel ready. I didn't I wasn't sure I understood everything properly myself, but I thought, well, you know, at least I can share my experience. And I'm glad that people had faith in me that they gave me the opportunity to share, and and I did the best I could. You know, and of course now I do all the time and it's become a very natural part of my life. So there becomes that natural desire to, how can I help others? How can I be of service? J- just understand that even even one little thing, like helping someone realize that they're a spiritual being and they're originally pure and sweet, is a huge thing to help people wake up. So this becomes part of our life, life of service and then as we go into higher levels of joy and well-being and we start to focus on our beingness i've come back to this again and again that there's a a connection between doing this is a very doingness world what do you do what do you need to do what needs to happen next right we live in a world where if you meet someone they'll say what's your job <laughs> what do you do you know whereas there's not that much interest in being who have you become and what's your state of consciousness but as time goes on we start to realize that it never ends does it really there's always stuff to do it's and it's never going to end and i've come back to this again and again i forget it and i come back to it that we're going to finish something and guess what guess what That's right, there's going to be something else and there's going to be something else and it's just going to keep on going. So there's always stuff to do, but we start to realise that finishing things and doing things actually doesn't make us satisfied. If you achieved everything you can possibly think of, you wouldn't be satisfied physical things because there's a state of consciousness behind that which is either in a positive state of contentment or it isn't. And what I've personally experienced is that I've finished all sorts of stuff. R and I work on a lot of projects, right? We're always trying to get things finished as <laughs> best we can. We've got a board here. With all these projects. And and as soon as one thing's finished, there's going to be another thing on the board, isn't there, Ariel? It's never ending. Right. So we can either live on the basis of let's try and finish everything. And then. And then.
0: I'll spend more time in meditation. And then I'll be happy. Yeah. And, then.
1: and then. And then everything will be great. But it never works because there's always something else. Or we can say, let me try and stay in a good space in general. This is a paradox that Aurel and I talk about a lot, that it seems much better to me to stay in a good space and then take action. But on the other side, we can sometimes think, well, we have to finish this thing. So as we go on the spiritual path, this is one of the dilemmas that we come across, is on the one hand, there's stuff to do, On the other hand, there's our state of consciousness. And we start to really appreciate, how can I do the things that I do from a state of love and peace and good feelings? So in other words, how can I feel good first and then take action, rather than how can I take action so that I will feel good later This is a very, very important part of the spiritual awakening.
0: Mm. So there's a, there's priority given to our own state of consciousness first, because when we think and speak and act from that deeper, higher state of consciousness, it also has strength, it has spiritual power, it has love, it has nourishment, and everything thrives. Everything good thrives on love and powerful consciousness. So it's also, in many ways, it's so opposite of what our culture teaches us, but it's also, in many ways, a way of doing less and achieving more. Simply by being in a higher state of consciousness and acting from that place, you will find that things unfold with more grace, with more success, with more light. And you may be doing less, you may not be doing less, you may still be doing a lot, but what matters is the place that you're doing things from. And then the result is really based on that in so many ways, and that moves into the this other aspect that at higher levels of consciousness, we tend to attract and create success, different areas of our life, because we're coming from that deeper state of consciousness. And it's the state of consciousness that really determines the progression of something we're working on or whatever it is in our life and then so it makes sense the more we prioritize that the more that overflows into every area of our life and so it's a matter of reprogramming ourselves and trusting in the unseen and the deeper reality and that that is the real success the real value and then everything else just follows like icing on the cake but the real value is attained inside
1: yeah it's a beautiful path and there are of course more signs but these are the some of the main ones we also become interested in exposing the unconscious and making it conscious because when we are living in the light when we shine the light on things we can see them so various things in our life we can actually notice what's going on and change them and like I was just sharing about success, if you try and chase your shadow, you'll never get it. But if you face the sun and walk towards the sun, the shadow follows you. And so success, physical success, is a natural consequence of internal attainment. Because genuinely, the more we feel we've attained everything in our heart, the more that energy field will attract success to us and more we will actually appreciate things when we have them as well. There are many people who have a lot of money and a lot of physical things, but they don't appreciate them because they don't feel they have internal success. So it doesn't matter. They always want more. So the third eye, the third eye, Awakening means that we awaken the third eye. The third eye is the spiritual vision so we can see the world differently. So spiritual vision means that you see other people as spiritual beings. So Ariel is sitting over here. She is a spiritual being, being light, sparkling star. So awakening is to realize there is an incorporeal non-physical divine light right over here <laughs> and everyone else's as well and to see the world as it is so spiritual awakening is awakening of the third eye seeing things as they are
0: i think that's where the love flows for all beings so when we reach that state of unconditional love there's an incredible spiritual love that pours forth for all beings. Unconditional, unconditional, not based on conditions. It doesn't matter what someone's done, what they haven't done, what they've said, what they haven't said. There's a lot of negative, really bad stuff in the world that has been done. And there is a light within that being. And when people have become very negative that soul is suffering you know something a way of thinking of it that i really like is that it's not that that soul is bad it's weak negative things that happen is a lack of spiritual power and so as we see even the horrible and ugly and we can recognize the light the being that's there, that unconditional love flows forth for all beings. And it, and it is a highest service. It's subtle, but it's very, very profound. I'm just going to mention one more word as well that I feel, two words that I don't think we mentioned enough, two words that perhaps you can take with you because we've spoken about a lot here today. So one word is remembrance, remembrance. Let I, the soul, remember myself. May I remember God, the divine, as that being is. May I have this remembrance, the spiritual remembrance and surrender. Surrender is an Mm -hmm. essential part of every step of the journey continuously. The extent that we are able to surrender ourselves to that higher truth within ourselves, that higher truth of the divine, of all of life and reality, As we surrender to that, we surrender, we let go of all of the other stuff, we're lifted up. So keep these two words with you, remembrance and surrender. There's a lovely soul who she's listening maybe she will listen janaki janaki g one of our special <laughs> friends she would have that mantra when she was receiving some of the spiritual knowledge she would say remember and surrender remember and surrender remember and surrender
1: ah yes such a beautiful path it's the best such a blessed blessed life we're so lucky and you know the essence like our said, is remember and surrender. And the thing that connects it all together, the glue, if you like, is that as soon as we become aware that we are spiritual beings, all of the other things come to us, all the blessings come to us. Awakening in its most simple form is awakening from realizing, or well, awakening from a deep sleep that we are this person that we are this body and awakening to realize no i'm a witness i'm a guest i'm an actor who is completely different from this body and i'm not limited by the gender and the age and the background and the programming and the place and i'm a godly divine being a spiritual being So ultimately, that's what awakening is, is to go from I'm stuck in this person, me, 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 I can, I can't, and come into that place of I'm completely free, I come from the light, I'm going to go back to the light, and I belong to the one. So hopefully you've enjoyed these signs you can see where you're at and this is such a blessed journey this is the best most beautiful thing we'll ever do
0: so take everything that you received today that touched you that resonated and may it nourish you on your journey How can you continue to awaken on your path? Always have an openness, a willingness, a prayer in your heart to be led into higher and higher states of consciousness. Always keep this intention, this willingness, this prayer. Embrace the path. Be light. Keep going. Stay connected to the one, to the ocean of love, and keep coming back again and again. And really awakening in itself is the reward the higher states of consciousness are beautific, and mm. they are the reward in itself the journey is the destination so may your spiritual journey be profoundly blessed and magical
1: so enjoy 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 there's always more and we're here to support you on your journey as best we can with Lots of different meditations and podcasts. Main thing, just don't give up. Don't give up because here's the thing success is 100% guaranteed. Everyone is already a spiritual being, and we are all going to go back home completely free into the light. So don't worry about it, just accept that reality and you'll be pulled into that higher awareness. And everything in life is actually conspiring to help you. So thank you so much for your beautiful presence and for being part of the family. And just remember that every time you make a transformation in yourself, you're actually helping the collective. So every little thing that you do not just for you, it's for others as well.
0: Many, many blessings. This podcast was brought to you by spiritualrecharge.com. Share this episode with someone in your life who will benefit. You are a beautiful soul. Thank you for your divine presence.